Hey guys, welcome back to the Playmakers Podcast. Excited to have you guys along with us. This is your host, Alex. Hey, this is Phil with you too. Guys, another eventful week in sports. A lot more to break down here. We got a lot to talk about. But as you know, we, we like to start off our our podcast a little bit different, a little bit on the lighter side. We're going to go a little bit different this week, Phil. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're going to start off with a couple of inspirational quotes that we have here. And Mr. Phil has to tell me who said them. I'm gonna do. I'm already. Gonna, I'm just gonna say this right now. I'm probably gonna get every single one wrong. I'm, I'm just saying that. Hundred percent sure you're gonna get them all wrong. All right. Here's the first one. Countless millions who have walked this earth before us have gone through this. So this is just an experience we all share. Oh my gosh, I've heard this before, but I have no idea who. Take a guess. I've. Mm, I don't know who said it. Ted Bundy. <sighs> Why did I? N- I didn't know who said it, but why did I hear that before? I have not the slightest. Oh, that kind of makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> but that's okay. All right. So maybe we should say what category it's in, because that's very broad. Just be like, oh, who said this? Okay. So this one was said by a historical leader. They were a former leader of a country. Okay. Words build bridges into unexplored regions. Just knowing you, I want to say Hitler. That is actually correct. It is is Hitler. (laughs) Oh dang! All right, cool. Yeah, that was uh, that was really good. That was not wrong. Dang! All right. Okay, one for one. You're one one for two. two. One for two. That actually was not that bad. All right. Okay, this one's gonna be a little bit more difficult. So I'll give you three guesses. This person lives. I want to say in like the 1200s or 1300s. Oh, gosh. Um, they were a war leader. Um, okay. It says, it takes less courage to criticize the decisions of others than to stand by your own. I feel like I've heard this one, too. You ever seen Deadliest Warrior? I actually haven't seen Oh, well, Deadliest I was going to say they were featured on that. Oh, they no. are actually in a Disney movie, too, now that I think about it. In a Disney movie? Yes. And I'm almost certain you've seen this movie. I honestly can't even. Th- so just, it was just old give me one times. Uh, I don't know. Um, gosh, like you said, like 1200, Probably before that, honestly. It, oh, I don't know the exact year. I probably should have looked that up. But yeah, they're, they're an older folk. Uh, so this was before Western medicine. <laughs> yeah, they were 100% on the Asian continent. Oh, is it the dude on Milan. I don't yeah, Attila the Hun. Oh, dude. I mean, I mean, that was after I gave you 30 yeah. different hints. You had to give me like 10 hints. But yeah, still. but yeah, it was Attila the Hun who said that. Attila the Hun. Alright, yes. that's cool. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to say one for three because you only got Hitler. I, and that was a shot of the dark. That was a shot. <laughs> hey, but I got it right. <laughs> to be fair, I was going to go with a couple other different ones, but I started off easy. Alright, alright. Cool, cool. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to say something really stupid. Okay? Let's hear it. <laughs> so... So today I was like super bored. I saw an ant in the kitchen. I placed a few sugar cubes in front of the ant. The ant then had some of the sugar cube and then went to tell their friends. I quickly hid the sugar cubes because I wanted them to think that that ant was a liar. (laughs) That's such a douchebag move. That's a terrible thing to do to that poor ant. Well, think about it. That ant's going to go back and be like, guys, I just like found this freaking huge like building that's just pure sugar and it's so good and it's super good and it's like right over here and then they're gonna go back and there he's just probably gonna be 
declared clinically insane or something. Oh, 100%. Heck, they might kill him for lying. Yeah, yeah, we don't know how ants like. That's more ants. I hope, I hope, I hope him well. I wish him well on his journey. Yeah, we don't, we don't know how they govern things. Those yeah. might be super old times. They might think yeah. he's a witch or something like back when we used to think that. But I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> Poor man. I told you it was something stupid. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> anyways. So, oh my gosh. Well, eh, who knows? <laughs> anyways. Well, moving on. So first things first, dude. March Madness this last weekend was kind of crazy. That was pretty. That was a good weekend. It really was. Um, rip to St. Peter's. They Obviously, good the best 15 seed to ever do it. They had a super good run. Great run, um, but they were just completely overmatched by UNC. Um, yeah. UNC just had them from the tip-off. But, I mean, shout-out to them. They still beat Purdue, who I 100% thought was going to beat them. But, no, they came down the cl- they came in clutch at the end, hit their free throws, and sent Purdue home. Jaden Ivey, too, who's a project- projected lottery pick. I mean, I mean so shout-out to St. Peter's. UNC, they have been a force to be reckoned with. They took down UCLA, a Final Four team last year. Yep. And then they took down the the Cinderella of the entire tournament, St. Peter's. Yep. We look at Duke. They started off with a solid game in Texas Tech. You know, Texas Tech isn't a pushover, but hey, they took care of them. They did. And then they came out and just took it to Arkansas. Oh, yeah. The same team that took down Gonzaga. I mean, Duke was just on another one. I mean, so shout out to Duke for being able to do that. Duke looks like dangerous, but I mean, so does here's UNC. A, here's a here's a mini not so conspiracy theory. Was it meant to be that UNC and Duke play one last time in the Final Four for Coach K? Ah, uh, it's gotta be. It's I I, I I I would not be surprised if the NCAA fixed that. Um, but I mean, <laughs> let's be honest here: UNC and Duke in the Final Four, you can't really ask for much better. No, you Two can't. Two of the most college-rich program programs in terms of tradition wins, just. The whole nine yards, I mean, so I mean, I'm excited. Hopefully, Coach K can go out with a bang in the championship, but he's going to have to first get through UNC and then our other two teams, Kansas and Villanova. Dude, I cannot believe Arizona went down. And they just I, looked overmatched against Houston. And, and Houston, I can't believe Houston, man, it was just crazy. I can't. The one team I thought would have been surprising. To lose is the one that did not lose. That's Kansas. Really? I didn't. I thought Kansas would be the, would be the only one that wouldn't surprise me if they lost. Oh no, dude! They looked so. I mean, yeah, they looked a little bit weak against Creighton, but they also just had in what was probably the weakest region in general. No, yeah, no. Like then, actually, when like in that game, obviously, it was way different. I was just basing it off what we've seen, but then they played Miami and. Bro, like they were they were close. Well, first they took it to Providence in the first half, and then had to weather a second half storm. Mm-hmm. But that Miami game in the first half, same thing. That second half, That's, I'm not even sure if Miami came back out. I think they're still in the locker room, dude. It was so bad. I think Kansas. I think Kansas was just finally like enough close games were better than this. I think they finally maybe found a groove. I think again, shout out to Miami. Double digit seed again makes it to the Elite Eight. I mean, solid, solid. For that, and they looked good too. Looked Up really until good. that second half, they've looked good this whole whole tournament. Mm-hmm. But no, so yeah, we're looking at Kansas and and Villanova and Duke and UNC. So I'm obviously having Duke. I'm having Duke all the way. Just honestly, it was kind of just 
it wasn't totally just for fun because obviously Duke looks super good, mm-hmm. but I just kind of chose him to go all the way just for Coach K because like I want I want that so bad for him to go mm-hmm. out with that, and also just with how their Coach K's speech after he lost their last home game, you can just tell he was not going down easy. You could just tell. So I this honestly doesn't totally surprise me. But at the same time, it hasn't been an easy road. But the way they played their last game, dude, whew, I'm I, UNC. I think has a bit of a challenge. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm definitely going Duke and Kansas in the championship game. That's yeah. what I've had picked from the beginning. I think it's gonna stay the same. Obviously, I also want Duke to be able to go all the way. And let's just say Mark Williams too has been playing putting on a defensive clinic for the Blue Devils as well. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, but you don't want to overlook Love, UNC Love, also Brady Manick. I mean, those guys have been another one. Um, Armando Baycott for UNC as well. On Villanova's side, you know, they're being led by Colin Gillespie. And then Kansas, you got to, you know, it's kind of a group effort there. But in general, I mean, they're just, it's two solid teams. I do think Duke is going to take it all the way. But, you know, first they got to get through UNC, who mm-hmm. ironically did beat, UN, did beat Duke at home. Or they beat Duke on the road at Cameron Indoor in Coach K's final home game. So, I mean... They obviously know they can beat him. It's a matter of, are they going to be able to do it on another neutral site in New Orleans? The fact that they did already beat them, I think, is going to come down to the coaching. I think Coach K is going to probably reevaluate what happened. And you know he's watching that game probably already 40 times. Oh, 100%. <laughs> he's going to be looking at that tape over and over. Because to be honest, I mean, it was a double-digit loss, too. So it wasn't necessarily a close game. But I'm definitely looking forward to see what kind of adjustments Duke is going to make. So that they can, you know, make it to that championship round. Um, but anyways, I'm going to go Duke in the championship round against Kansas. I'm going to call it a 67-60 to 60 win. I'm going to call it a 62-60. Okay, so you're thinking maybe final possession wins it? I think so. I think it is going to be a very close uh, game. Honestly, no matter who gets to the final, you know, championship game... I, I just can't see it not being Duke, though, just with how they've been riding recently. But, yeah, yeah that's what I see, a 62-60. Pretty defensive game, but also like a, it's going to be back and forth, I think, the whole game. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm excited to see that game. Um, sad that March Madness is ending. but I know, same, dude. It kind of went by fast. It, it always does. Because after that first weekend, the games get kind of thin. But, man, hey, that just means we'll have next year as well. Yeah, it's true. Well, let's kind of pivot here to... Uh, the NFL, dude. So there's a couple things we got to go over here, um, and we'll get to we'll get to that one subject here in a second for you. Um, but first things with the NFL, let's talk about the overtime rules. What are no, your that's on that? huge. I <clears throat> I like it because in the playoffs, I think both teams deserve a chance to try and prove that they're better. Like the Bills agree because <laughs> because although 13 you, seconds you see, is no excuse. You, you, you see the argument of. Um, I was just going to say, like, oh, well, defense needs to do their job, right? The, depending on, like, what the first team gets the ball. Like, dude, in football, anything, it's one or two things can go wrong, and it will cost a whole play. And one play can co- apparently could cost a whole game. Now you get a chance to redeem yourself if something happens. Yeah, maybe they can get, you know, a better defense. I mean, the Bills in Kansas City is kind of different, though, because, yeah, they literally – 13 seconds. 13 seconds. The defense needs to step up there. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. But generally, I think this is really good because it'll make games more exciting. Um, 
I agree. To be honest, I still think we would be, we would be watching Bills Chiefs right now if that Probably. overtime rule was in place. Because ain't it, no defense stopping either of those offenses at the moment. Oh no, and you know there's. Yeah, especially with all the rumors and stuff with the new receivers that are probably going to be at either Bills or Kansas City this year. It's going to be crazy. Like, I, I, if they were going to choose it to be in the postseason or regular season, I would so much rather it be in the postseason. So the rule is only for the postseason. That's, the, that's the, what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I'm glad that they did change it for postseason because that does mean a little bit more. But at the same time, why not just do it for the whole thing? I think... Like, I can see them maybe think taking players, like, safety into it maybe a little bit. But at the same time, like... The, the reason for it's that very, being... I feel like it's very rare for games to go into overtime very often. Well, because, like, how we know with the NFL, the NFL is one of the few sports that you can actually end in a tie. So... That, that to me, is still so stupid. I don't think that should be a case. I honestly don't mind that. I, I think it's kind of cool. Like... Um, I think it's kind of. I honestly think it's kind of dumb because it's like, you know, why why don't why don't you ask the Chargers what they think about tying? Because they obviously don't agree. My gosh, I do that. <laughs> oh, that was rough. If you're a Chargers, <laughs> that was, that, which, yeah, for, I mean, for all twenty of them, I mean that must for have been last. Rough. Yeah, for all you like maybe handful like maybe ten to twenty like yeah maybe that, that must have been a tough couple nights for you. Guys. I think Chargers fans are gonna be. Coming out Mostly of bandwagon fans. That's honestly. what I'm saying. They're going to be coming at that defense. And we'll get into that a whole other thing. But that, that defense is looking nasty oh, as yeah. heck. Oh, yeah. Okay. Other big news that literally just happened hours ago. Bruce Arians is no longer the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. That dude really how, scared of Tom Brady, dude. How big of an impact or how big of a say do you think Tom Brady had in this decision? I would like to say non none, but that's obviously not true. Um, I don't think he necessarily called for it to happen, but I just think, I think Bruce Arians was just like, uh, <laughs> like I'll just go work for the head office or something, <laughs> like because so, he's still part of the team. He works for the front office now. So here's this tweet from Rick Stroud. He's an insider for the Bucks. This is interesting. Um, this 100% tells me everything that I need to know. The fact that Tom Brady had a huge say in this. or his He definitely had his say. His, he put his two cents into this. Mm-hmm. said that Bucks quarterback Tom Brady was informed Bruce Arians planned to step down. And Tom Bowles would succeed him as head coach either the same day or a day after the QB announced he was ending his retirement. Well, here's... Uh, there's actually a letter that Tom Brady wrote to Bruce Arians. Did you read that? Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll read it super quick. So this is on Tom Brady's uh, Instagram, I believe. It says, Thank you, BA, Bruce Arians. All that you have done for me and our team. You are an incredible man and coach, and it was a privilege to play for you. You are a true NFL legend and pioneer for all the work you have done to make the league more diverse and inclusive. Smart, tough, and loyal are a few words to describe are a few of the words to describe your style. I will always remember the conversations we had when you recruited me two years ago and all the things we discussed came true. We all benefited from your leadership and guidance and I'm so proud of everything we've accomplished. You were a huge part of the decision to join the Bucks, and I'm forever grateful. I'm so happy you will spend the much-deserved time with your loving and supportive family. And that has given so much to our communities. Congratulations on an amazing, amazing coaching career, but more importantly how you positively impacted me and everyone else in the game of football. It, I love I love the line um, 
where he said, uh, what was it? I'm so happy you will spend the much deserved time with you and your loving family. Like, it was nice, but I also kind of see that as almost a little bit of a backhand. Like, 100%. Like, I'm so glad you're not coaching, but I'm happy you get to spend time with your family. That's 100%. what I'm, I'm disguising this as. <laughs> and Mike Sando, another NFL insider, gave us a timeline of how this whole situation went down. So January 10th, this was before the Bucks were even eliminated from the playoffs. Tampa Bay was listed as the potential wildcard surprise team that could have a new starting QB in 2022. On a tip that people close to Brady since the season had been taxing for him on multiple fronts. January 23rd, Bucks' season ends with a playoff loss to the Rams. January 30th, Adam Schefter reports Brady plans to retire. February 1st, Brady announces retirement. February 8th, a week after this man says, I'm retired. Brady, during a podcast with Jim Gray, makes Never Say Never comment about returning. <laughs> um, March 1st, Bruce Arians at the NFL Combine predicts Brady will not return. Suggests Brady left the door open because, like a lot of guys, he likes his name out there. March 12th, Glazer family hosts Brady and Sons at a Manchester United game. March 13th, 12 days after Arians said he didn't think Tom Brady was coming back. Brady announces he's coming back to the Bucks. March 30th, Arians announces his retirement from coaching. Dude, it... He a thousand percent had his hand in saying this. And there were reports that Arians and Tom Brady did did not agree on parts of the right. offense. So I'm right. not surprised by this at all. I don't think he had like a direct like like he said anything. I think just he influenced it like like Arians just didn't like he just said how there were reports and stuff. I think Arians is just like this guy really doing this to me? So he just left. I don't think Brady said anything to him or no. Anybody said, oh, Brady doesn't want you type of thing. I think it was just kind of like a, almost like a uncommunicated, unsaid thing where, yeah, you, like Brady probably really influenced that. Oh, 100%. So. But anyways, that, that was interesting. Um, I'm interested to see what Todd Bowles, former defensive coordinator for the Bucks, now the head coach of the Bucks. I'm interested to see what he can do with that defense because they lost a lot of starting pieces. Yeah. And they not to mention, they, they've dealt with a lot of injuries, too. But if anything has proven is that you have a solid defense in Tom Brady, you're still a Super Bowl contender. So I'm definitely interested to see what Todd Bowles can do there with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, yeah. And I think they still have, like, Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin. Like, they still should be a very solid team. Yeah, and the same offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, is still there, too. And, I mean, Gronkowski, I don't think he's officially re-signed. But I think now He'll that be Brady, back. But if, I if think that since Brady has come back, I think he will. I think we've actually yeah, said that. It's before. either it's either Tampa Bay or, or or retirement for that man. So oh we'll see. no, yeah. If he doesn't come back to the Bucks, he's retiring one hundred percent. So all right, let's talk about this other news that I know that's just going to get a good. <laughs> I, I think you're going to be so happy to hear this. We're talking about your best friend Carson Wentz. Oh, man, people are probably sick of me talking about Carson Wentz, but you know I'm so excited about this. I don't even know exactly what it is. So. This, these were comments that Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, said about Carson Wentz recently. I think it was earlier this week, actually, during a press conference. Yeah, he, he said it. I, I did see there was a video where he talked on the Pat McAfee show, right? That's what it is? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get. I was going to watch that, but I just never got a chance to. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to look at this. So, the, obviously, so this, this is just a snippet of what he said, but take, take what you will from this. No, dis- no disrespect to Jacksonville, but, I mean, they're the worst team in the league. You play well and hard for the first quarter or so, and they're looking to go to their locker room and clean it out. 
I've never seen anything like this in my life. You say, my God, there's something wrong here. It needs to be corrected. I think we feel like we did that. For us, the Carson Wentz era was something we had to move away from as a franchise. It was a mistake. Yeah. No, no crap. I, obviously, <laughs> that's how you felt. But what does that tell you that the owner of this franchise is saying that just outright? I think, I think that's pretty big. I think the commanders are now kind of like, ooh, <laughs> should we have spent all this money? And I mean, the Eagles are definitely uh, prosper. Uh, what is it? They're definitely happy about everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the picks they have now, but I don't know. I just think it makes. <laughs> I will say this: Ursay never did mention Carson Wentz by name in terms of saying mm-hmm. he was the mistake. Obviously, that's that's a pretty simple thing, but you know, pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious he was obvious. talking about Carson Wentz. Well, what I mean by obvious is it was obvious that he was the problem. But since um since we really didn't have too much of a chance to talk about it last week, I just want your since we're talking about it right now, how big of an upgrade is Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz? I think it is an upgrade, but kind of like how I said last week, it, I don't think we can really tell yet for sure because he is kind of up there in age. Uh, granted, he didn't really have a good team last year, though, in the Falcons. He didn't really have anyone around him besides, what, Russell Gage? And, uh, and, Cor- Ky- and Corderell Patterson yeah, and, and Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, but, like, I don't really like and, – and Cordell was, you know, an awesome running back, but, like – it took how long did it take for Kyle Pitts to get his first touchdown though? Wasn't it like in the U.S. or just in general? <laughs> that's what I mean. Like that's what I mean. It took him to the London game where he finally got his first touchdown. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely an upgrade, but I'm not gonna say it's like a huge upgrade. Yeah. Uh, just because like how we kind of mentioned before, he kind of reminds me of Philip Rivers in the way where he's good, but I don't know that he's good enough to where it's gonna get them over anything. Maybe I, I think I think they'll get to the playoffs, unlike Carson Wentz did to them last year. I think he's definitely smarter and won't make a bad decision like that. In Carson Wentz's defense, the Colts have not won in Jacksonville since twenty fourteen. You know who the starting quarterback was back then, right? Yeah, it was what like Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, yeah. Who was no slouch of a quarterback. He was fantastic. No, that that is Random, but I not random, but side rant. I I so wish he would have stayed in the NFL. Yeah, that that's a story for. No, that's just now, a. But I just feel bad for that dude. Yeah. But but hey, he's happy now. He he um. Just a side note on him. He actually appeared during the uh, college national championship game, um, for ESPN. He did um. What's it called? He did make a small appearance, and he looked like yeah. he was doing well. He was happy. So yeah, good no. for that man. Yeah, he definitely made the right decision for himself. You got that's and that's all you can do. Hundred percent. Yeah, you got to make decisions for yourself and what makes you. You know, because obviously something was going on. He was getting hurt, wasn't getting protected, and it's not worth it. You got to make decisions that are make you happy. So yeah, that's a clear goaltend. Um, sorry, I'm just gonna make this <laughs> the Suns, Suns Warriors, game. Warriors game. Yeah, no, but um, no, I think the Commanders. I, I'm calling it right now. Carson Wentz will not start every game. I don't think that's gonna happen. Last time, I think you said it was week six. Is when week six or five? I got we gotta go back and listen. But you either said by week six or five he's benched, and and Taylor and Taylor Heineke, Heineke would yep. be starting for the Commanders. I I totally expect that, and I really that might sound like a hot take just because people are thinking still probably that Carson Wentz is a huge upgrade for them in the quarterback position, the, the, but I really don't think it is. If you look at just the stats, you would think Carson Wentz is. Uh, above average quarterback. If you, if you if watch you, Carson Wentz, if you Wentz, have never watched Carson Wentz play and you look at his stats, yes. So it well, it depends. Get your perspective. Are you looking? Are you watching his tape pre-injury and during his MVP season, 
Or are you looking at him post-injury where he still puts up some decent numbers? Solid, solidly decent. I I look at I don't even look at his numbers. It's when you watch I know, you him look at play, the eye test. You look at you. Well, that's kind of what's more important, honestly, because like when it gets to a point where it's like because a lot of those numbers are his good numbers are from before, and my biggest thing with him is his decision making. It's so bad. I, I'm gonna bring this up every chance I get. You, don't forget, I think he threw the third least interceptions in the league among starting quarterbacks. What, this last year? seven. I think he only threw seven interceptions. Yeah, because he underthrew the defenders, too. Not just his receivers. Th- that usually means if he underthrows them, they're more likely to get picked. <laughs> That's how bad he underthrew them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's really easy when you have a, also a running back where if you just give it to him, you're going to win the game. It's like, it's like Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry makes that dude look so good. I love it. I absolutely love your... your so, really, you have this... I'm just, I'm just saying, if that team did not have uh, Jonathan Taylor, th- no one would have cared about them. They still have a very good defense. No, yeah, their defense, I feel like, has been solid for a few years. I'm saying if they didn't have Jonathan Taylor, that defense wouldn't have been the same because they would have been on the field a so lot more. much. That's true. So, it's honestly the best person and best player on that team by far is Jonathan Taylor. You know, just a random fact. You know the top two running backs in the league right now are both in the AFC South? <laughs> Jonathan Taylor and the King. Yeah. Anyways, those guys are so yeah. fun to watch. Super Holy fun to watch. Different, different play styles, but they're both so. I fun do, to watch. I, you know, Derek Henry is just a freaking tank, yeah. and and Jonathan Taylor is just so shifty. But no, so honestly, like we're still kind of waiting on a few big names to be signed, like Tyron Matthew, Odell, Bobby Wagner, Bobby Wagner, still out who there. has talked. I think um, he's talked to the Ravens. The, the Ravens, Rams? Ravens, I know, are making a big push for him. Um, the Rams have talked to him. I did see there were reports of, of members from the Broncos reaching out to him. Like I, it, I'm not sure if he's communicated directly with the front office, though. No. Um, those are the only two teams I know for sure of. I know the Cowboys talked to him a little bit, but it wasn't going to work out. No, because he doesn't want to ruin his career. Well, no, the Cowboys just weren't willing to pay him. He's searching for a contract. Even if it's a one year, he's looking for about $11 million. Which I personally think is a bargain for that man, um, but I understand why they're not also paying him because you know he's on the wrong Dude, side. Dude, and I, I'm all aboard this freaking Denver train right now. I want him to go to Denver. You don't so understand bad. how bad I absolutely love. I mean, I'm watching every workout video, OTA, any video that the Broncos <laughs> have put out. I am watching it, even if I understand that it doesn't necessarily mean anything. But for me. But well, dude, Jerry Judy and Russell Wilson look pretty. good. I saw that too. They I'll look tell good. you. That team, and dude, Tim Patrick is a, not a bad receiver. He's not, he's a solid. Honestly, I feel like the Denver Broncos receivers, I, on, okay, so here's the thing. What I think a quarterback really, if they're good, like Aaron Rodgers or um, uh, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, they look, me, they make mediocre receivers look great. really good. Like, holy crap. So I think Russell Wilson, and those guys already kind of look really good. Tim Patrick, Jay Judy, um, Sutton. Cortland Sutton. We still have a solid tight end in Albert O. We have no um, fan. Kind of su- it sucks that no fan is gone. It does suck. I, he was a very – he just needed to work but, on his blocking. But but you guys, but they also have a great running back. Oh, yeah. Javante Williams, the bowling ball. That that dude, when you have a good running back with a great court – like can you imagine if Russell Wilson was with the Colts or with like the, uh, uh, the Titans? Titans? Oh, so I think, sir, that would not be fair. Not, sir, that would not be fair. So I'm just saying, like, 
he's already freaking amazing, right? That running back will make him look great, and then a great quarterback, a true good quarterback, won't make the running back look great, mm. makes the receivers look great. Yeah, that would not be fair. But, hey, man, that that's, that's the beauty of this sport that it's just, you know – why can't football just start now? Like, I do. This is such an exciting off season. I'm like, this has been. We the have most... to wait till September. And it, the problem, not the problem. I mean, it all happens so fast too. Like in a week in, or a week and a two, within two weeks, all this action happened, and now we gotta wait the entire summer and fall basically to just get football back. But it's fine, but guys. But there's still a lot of exciting news to happen because, like I was saying, there's still a lot of big names that have not signed. Hundred percent. Um, but and plus we still have the draft coming up this April as well. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's still plenty that's going to happen here. Like I not think... to mention, a lot more things are going to happen post June first as well, mm-hmm. because that's when a lot of um, salaries and caps and stuff be- get played out a little bit more. So it's gonna. I, I do see a couple more. Um, a couple Dr- more things happening. Yeah, Draymond's Draymond laying on the ground is, hurt. I don't know be. how bad he is actually hurt, but. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that. The, the only reason why I believe that he's actually hurt, usually I'm like, oh, these guys are faking it. It's because it was Jay been hurt, But Jamon Green's been hurt so much this year. I'm like, oh, oh there yeah. he goes. He was also hit by Jay Crowder. So. And Jay Crowder's a big dude. And they've been going at it all night. Let's take a look here. Okay, he did get hit in like the forehead. Okay, but that. that yeah, was... he grabbed his forehead. Yeah, well, but I, didn't think it, I don't think it looked that bad. Yeah, well, don't forget, Jay Crowder's a big man. Got hit in the forehead with an Oh, arm. okay. Actually, never mind. That, like, whipped his head back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, dang. Okay, guy, actually, they're, well, that they're, angle... They're both, made... they're both flying in different directions. So. Yeah, that, that angle actually made it look pretty pretty good. Well, he kind of deserves it, so I don't really care. <laughs> so... Hey, no one deserves to get hurt. That's, mm-hmm. Not even Paul George, but... Yeah. No, he... Yeah. Yeah, I... Okay, I guess that's going to be our transition to the freaking yeah, NBA because so there's the NBA. so much going on with that too right now. Okay, let's just get it all on. Let's get it all out on the table right now, Phil. <laughs> just get it all out now. It's best to get it off now. Uh, well, Speaking okay. of Paul George, it was his first game back from yeah. injury since December. Since the, how many played? Game, how many games did he miss? It was like forty some games or something. It was an insane amount of games. But and he just was cleared to play five on five like this week. That's what I'm saying. It was his first game back in NBA action, and he played over 30 minutes. And g- the dude your- would not go back to the bench. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell oh what went wrong for the Jazz, Phil. Dude, what went wrong? Nothing until like that end of the fourth quarter. They were looking good, dude. Even the commentators were saying, "Oh, they cannot stop this team. The Jazz team looks so good right now," and they did, even without. With I mean Gobert was in, but he you could tell he was hurt. Donovan Mitchell was playing through an injury. Hassan Whiteside was out. They literally had to sign who was it? Uh, um, it? Greg Monroe. Yeah, for ten day contract, just so they could have someone to fill until Whiteside gets back, basically. And Azabuki's hurt too. So, and Bogdanovich, their second leading scorer right now, is hurt. Like he's still the second leading scorer for the Jazz, and he's hurt. Uh, White, uh, House Junior, who is. Such an underrated defender. That dude is so good. Is also hurt. Um, I think another rookie was hurt too. Uh, not Trent Forrest, but uh, Butler. Butker, Butler. Jared Butler. Butler. Gosh, dang it. He's. I think he was hurt too. Like the Jazz are just so beat up right now. They also but, couldn't but, make a free throw to save their lives. But they could not make a free throw. The turnovers are the big issue for this Jazz team. It has been all year. That's the. The turnover issue was big there. Like, I don't know if they – I don't want to say they need a new coach because they do keep making the playoffs, and they will this year too. But is the playoffs enough? But that's what, I, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to necessarily say they need a new coach because I really like Quinn Snyder. His look, look, development is so good. It's really players. good. But let me give you another team that replaced a playoff winning coach, the Toronto Raptors. 
Remember? Yeah. They acquired they acquired Kawhi Leonard, got rid of Dwayne Casey, promoted Nick Nurse. They went on to win the championship that first year. No, I not, and I'm not saying that's what I'm saying. But like, they, they be, were and they were annual playoff team too. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's, I don't want to say it because I do really like Quinn Snyder because he is an amazing coach. But dude, there's just something. I think they need to either, they either need to get a new coach or they need and to. And Jay Crowder just missed a free throw or a layup. <laughs> they either need to get a new coach. Which oh oh oh. Wait, what just happened? Oh, it's getting heated between Draymond and Jerry. <laughs> Dray- Draymond. Someone just pushed another and guy. Jay Crowder had been fighting, dude, this whole game. Yeah, sorry we're getting distracted. We're watching the Suns Warriors game here in the background. Oh yeah, well the Suns need to. If they win this game, they what beat their record? Or so they tie if the, the, so if the Suns win the this game, they will tie the franchise record for most wins in the regular That's season. Right. That's right. Um, which is sixty-two. Which is pretty freaking good. They've which been is amazing. On a tear yeah. this year. But the Warriors are also trying to fight to keep uh, to ke- to keep um, home court. Yeah, they're trying to get into number two or whatever, trying to stay in that top position. So it's, it is a pretty pretty decent game. Suns need to win like two more games, and they don't have to care anymore. <laughs> like honestly, because they've already locked in that spot number so, one. So yeah, Jay Crowder just ch- just chest pumps Draymond. Draymond didn't appreciate it, and then Crowder, and, De- and Devin Booker's just in the back, you know, playing Crow- devil's advocate. And, and, <laughs> well, and Crowder likes to flop now that he go he went to the Suns. When he, when he was a Jazz man, he was a tough dude. Now he plays with Chris Paul, and he falls every time somebody breathes on him. Man, you absolutely love Jay Crowder, but unfortunately, this is not a hate on Jay Crowder. No, no, no. I ex- actually really liked Jay Crowder. I did. I loved Jay Crowder, but ever since he's joined the Suns, he's just become soft. He falls every time he shoots. He whines so much. It, dude, Chris Paul really got to him. <laughs> hey, you learn from the best. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Let's but, take a look at the rest of these NBA standings, though. This is the East, especially. Look at the top four seeds in the East. You got the Miami Heat. You got the Milwaukee Bucks. You've got the 76ers, and you've got the Boston Celtics. So essentially, you got and first things first. They're all within two games of each other. I do. Yeah. <laughs> So, first things first here. You got the Heat, led by Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. You know, solid team, but I, how serious do you think they are of contenders, the Miami Heat? Um, I don't think they would beat the Celtics in a game in a series. I don't necessarily. I don't. Think I think it'd be a close series with the 76ers, maybe. Mm-hmm. It kind of depends on how Harden is doing. Because if Harden is on, because jo- Joel Embiid will always freaking play course, ball out. Yeah. It just seems like Harden... Has random nights where he just doesn't really do much. That's like, fair. Um, but if, if obviously if he's not doing much, he's like doing everything, getting a triple double with high scoring games. Yep. Um, so I think he, they would maybe go toe to toe with the 76ers, but I don't know that they would necessarily beat them. Um, but dude, <laughs> this might be the one time where the scariest seed in the East might be the Nets, like it, the eighth and seed the right eighth now. seed. Can I just point out? I want to keep pointing this out because this is still insane to me. So the difference between the first seed, the Suns, and the second seed, the Grizzlies, how big of a gap do you think that is? Oh, dude, it's a crazy gap. It's like thirteen or it's eight, uh, games, eight right games. Yeah, that is the same as the difference between the first seed and the eighth seed in the East. Yeah, which is eight and a half games. Yeah, it's insane. And then it's only nine and a half games from the ten seed to the one seed. Yeah. Oh. When I okay so okay so here's the crazy thing. What do you think is more stand 
or what do you think is a bigger deal? That the Lakers have a very good chance of not even making the playoffs, like not even the plan, or that the Nets are the scariest team potentially being in an eight spot. I'm gonna put the Nets as the scarier thing, just for the fact that let, let's let's start, let's start with the fact that before the season even started, most people considered the Lakers lineup to be strange because they went for a it, lot of older yeah, veterans. It was strange. And Russell Wilson was just or not Russell Wilson, sorry. I, I just got Russell Wilson on the mind from <laughs> yeah, my dude, Broncos. You just you just got him on the mind all day. Yeah, he's every he, day. he's like cheese man. He just he won't get off my mind. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but dude. anyways, Russell Westbrook just was not considered a good fit and I don't think anyone really understood why they got him for the Lakers, but at, at the, the, end of the at the day, bargain they, they did, maybe if he was like paid less, it I don't would make, even know make if he was sense. a bargain to be honest. No, no, no. I what I meant by like the deal oh, yeah. that they did for him. Like if he didn't, if he got paid less, first of all, actually, if he got paid less, he would have been traded. Yep. Um, because I did hear there were numerous attempts of him to be traded, but no team wanted to take on that contract. Well, there was one team that I think was willing, which was the Rockets, but they wanted Russell Westbrook and a first round pick for John Wall. Yeah, that. Which is yeah. funny because they traded Russell Westbrook for um, <laughs> what's his bucket? Um, gosh, I can't. I can't remember, remember either now. Um. Well, they traded him to the the Wizards or from the Wizards, but they traded mm-hmm. yeah they traded a bunch of stuff that just didn't make sense. But anyways, that's not the point. The point here is just obviously wasn't. Let me put this in perspective for you. I think it was earlier today there was a better who put ten thousand dollars on the Lakers to not make the play-in. If I he wins, if, if he gets it, if he if that if he gets that correct, I think he I think he cashes out at one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. I, that dude might be pretty rich here in a couple That's what weeks. I'm saying because LeBron is out for who knows how long. AD might be coming back, but... By we, this weekend, possibly. Are, exactly. We don't possibly. Know how, possibly. We don't know how healthy he actually is. And, well, and, okay, and here's the thing. like, Yeah, AD, when he comes back, he's probably going to come back like he did last time. Very, very good. But for how long, dude? That, exactly. That, how, that dude, that dude gets be? hurt so easily. He really does. And it's not like just like he gets hurt and goes out for the game and then comes back next mm-hmm. week. He misses like weeks... He misses a lot of time. time. He does like, miss a lot of time. So, and LeBron, I think he used to like never be hurt. Like, but hey, even but age is catching is up. Time is undefeated. But let's take a look at these Western standings, okay? There's not there's not going to be any movement from the one and the two seed. No. Phoenix and Memphis are stuck together. Golden State is only a half game up on Dallas for the thirty seed right now. Mm-hmm. And right now they are playing. They are up one on the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, Jordan Poole's dropped 38 And I really haven't been paying attention But anyways, from the 3 seed all the way down Okay, not really the 3 seed But basically from oh. Denver, Utah, and Minnesota The 5, 6, and 7 It's only a 3 game difference Denver's the 5, Utah's the 6 and Phoenix, Minnesota is the, ninth, is the 7 And Phoenix and the Suns or <laughs> The Phoenix, Suns, and the Warriors it's 100 to 101. Golden State is up with only 34 seconds left, and the Suns have the have the ball. This, if so, if they win, the Suns, Warriors, um, and Mavericks will have the same record. I do believe Mavericks hold the season series, so they'll actually move into the three seed. Mm, that's. Do they have the series with them? Yeah, I think they won the se- the season series. Okay. So that, so that would put the Mavericks up to third if. Exactly. If Golden State loses tonight, that'll put them in the third. That's so also that's, why Dallas is clinched. I was just going to say, then that's why they're clinched and the Warriors have not clinched. So if the Warriors win, then they're clinched. If they win, they clinch. 
It is a one point lead. Let's, let's tune into this here. Oh, well, they called timeout. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it, when it comes back up, we can we come will. back and we can try to yeah. call the last couple seconds here. Yeah. No, but as you were saying, yeah, that, that three, four, five, and six spot is. It's close. So here's the thing. Utah, the sixth seed, is, is still only three games back of Golden State. And if Golden State lose it, that's going to put them only, again, two and a half games back of Dallas. And the Jazz have a pretty decent schedule coming up. Exactly. So but they, they should have beaten the Clippers. It's okay. It's we'll fine. get over it. We'll get over it. So here's I the might thing. get over it. Here's the thing, <laughs> though. That five seed becomes even more intriguing now. Because oh, yeah. Golden State is, is still without Steph Curry. Don't get me wrong. We, we can see right now Jordan Poole can obviously score. Clay Thompson's no slouch. Draymond is still Draymond, just a little bit older. Yeah. So, I mean, this th- that is still a solid team. But without Steph Curry, how far can this mildly experienced team go? I mean, yeah, Clay That's Thompson. That's what I was kind of thinking. Like, the the most experienced people are Clay, and Steph, Draymond. and Draymond. Clay might not be playing. Dray- Draymond should be, but he gets hurt. Unfor- unfortunately, time's caught up to him, too. Yeah. Clay, but he's still no slouch of defender, I will say that. All he- those top three players that I just said are very... Um, I don't know what the right word is. They just get injured a lot mm-hmm. recently. Um, so I don't know that anyone should be totally scared of them right now because then the rest of their team have like no experience in playoffs. Yep. So on all these other teams... Have like bones to pick with everybody, <laughs> like like the Jazz and um, Denver need to go at it again. Yeah, they gotta finish that bubble series. I, oh, oh, Draymond Green just had a travel. He just had a travel. He jumped in the air That's, when you're making a pass. Do not jump, ladies and gentlemen. Or at least let go of it when you're... No, because that's a double dribble. Oh, yeah. He picked it up. He, he picked he, it up. Oh, my. That was a huge <laughs> mistake, Draymond. For a veteran mm. player, that was a very uh, not veteran type move. No, that right there <laughs> like, was... That's a rookie mistake, but... Dude, I don't even know if a rookie would do that. No, oh, no. Rookies make that all the time. All right. CP3's got the ball. He's bringing it up the court. Are the Suns going to... Nope, they're not going to call a timeout. All right, here we go. We got Wiggins on Paul. Well, they still could get... Yeah, they got to... All right, Crowder sets the screen. Make the switch. Porter is now on Paul. And Paul is driving into the paint. Shoots the floater. And he hits it. Oh, my god! It is a three-point game. Ooh, CP3 in that floater, man. That is just... Timeout by Golden State, dude. This is going to be crazy. Those floaters are gorgeous. Mmm. Yeah, I mean, I know, you, I you just isolate Porter, who just um, got, you, the, you, got yeah, the switch, got the switch on Porter. Got the switch they wanted. And they were running a pick and roll with eight and two, so that's why Draymond couldn't come off to help. That is the one team I don't want the Jazz to play is the Suns, and it's only because of Chris Paul. Because mm. that man just goes off against the Jazz. So, oh. don't get me wrong. Golden State can still tie, but mm, I'm excited to see how that goes. It's a three, and I think they still. But play. Well, dur- during this timeout, let's just uh, take back look at this the standings. I, I honestly think the seven is either going to be Denver, Utah, or Minnesota at this point. Unfortunately, I hate to put it that way, but I mean, with I think there's only five or six games remaining for most of these teams. The Jazz would basically have to win out to get to the third spot. If that they would have to win out, and Dallas would basically have to lose out. Yeah, and Dallas is looking. I too think good J- to Jazz's best case scenario is the Warriors keep losing. They win out, they get the four seed. But that yeah. would put them with a date probably with our good old Denver Nuggets or Dallas Mavs. 
I would love to see Dallas or not Dallas, uh, Denver. And I would Jazz love to see Denver and they're going to first round series. Oh, because yeah. then you know, you know, we're going to a playoff game. You already know. You already oh, know yeah. one in Utah and in Denver. Like you, you know that. Okay, oh. but for the Utah, oh, hold up, we're back in the game. Porter looking for the inbounds, gets it to Green. Green's got a wide open lane, but he gets fouled. Yeah, they're fouling. They're fouling Green too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they're doing. Ha- they're doing hack a Draymond. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That. I mean, yeah. I mean, is that why wouldn't you? I guess you keep him in because of the defense, but this is also kind of when when Ben Simmons comes to play for the Sixers, like or the Nets. Do you keep him in in these kind of situations? Maybe as the inbounder. Yeah, Maybe. why didn't they have Green? Maybe he's. Not. All right, Green, Draymond hits the first free throw. It's a two point game. How quickly do you foul if you're the Suns if Green hits this one? Or sorry, how if he misses? If he misses it, you obviously got to get the rebound, and make the shot. If you're the Warriors, though, if Green hits this free throw, how quickly do you foul? Right away? Do you try to get a steal real quick? I think you obviously go for the steal first off the inbound. But like how you, much time? Like you just have to. You just have to be like. There's twelve point four seconds. Yeah, there's you twelve point four. If he hits it, Green, uh, uh, Golden State cannot run back. They have to stay full court pressed. All right, Green hits it. It's a one point game. One of four, one of three. So yep, they're going straight for the full court. Oh, get it to Booker. Oh. oh, they're trying to trap. They miss him. Oh, Booker gets free. Chris Paul's free. Oh, there oh, we go. There, mean, there's the foul. 7.7. 7. So that's they, one person you don't want to foul is Chris Paul. Or did they? Yeah, they did foul yeah. Chris Paul. With 7.7 7 seconds left, it's Chris Dang. Paul. Warriors do not have a timeout. No, they don't. So if the, if, if, if war- so, do you make? Yeah, you got to make both. You got to make them both. Yeah. The this, Suns, isn't, this isn't like a make one miss one time. So the Suns just fouled Draymond Green. Are they going to do it again? Like obviously, You've Chris got Paul's got to hit them both. If he hits them both, do you if, just hack if, them again? If they hit them both, and if you're smart, well, although is Iguodala worse though than Green? Well, they did just sub him out for Jordan Poole, so. Oh, Iguodala, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jordan Poole's the best free throw shooter percentage wise in the NBA. Well, he's so. got the hot hand right he's now. He's also too. got the hot hand. So here's the thing: if you're the Suns, do you foul? If so, do you want to foul real quick, or do you just? Play the defense and let him play if it out. If he makes it, I think you just play defense and don't foul. All right, foul. here we go. Yeah, you just Get play Jordan defense Poole. Jordan Poole, here foul. we go. Oh, looks like they're going to foul. Oh. That was actually a very smart thing Phoenix did there. Pretended they were going to foul. Poole took the lung, basically mid-court three. Yeah. Because it looked like Devin Booker was going to – it looked like he was going to foul. Because, yeah, look, he gets the inbound, starts heading up court. Jay Crowder, Devin Booker look like they're going for the trap. And Devin Booker was putting his hands out to foul him. He should have gone for the he pass, though. He had a wide-open pass to freaking uh, um, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson or Otto Porter, either one. I think that was one of the dumbest things that Jordan Poole should have made the Should have made the pass. And that, they oh, still, oh, 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 Mikel still – the door's still open. The door's still open. Isn't Jordan Poole a rookie? No, he's third year at guard. Is he third year? He's a third year now. Who am I thinking of then? I don't know. Everyone. <laughs> well, <laughs> if Bridges hits this, it's basically over. Okay, it's over. 107, 103. Barring something insane, it's over. Yeah. All right. So Phoenix has officially tied the franchise record for most wins in the season 62 wins. Congrats, Phoenix. And Golden State will probably move down to four now. Should now be the fourth seed. Dang. Yeah. Because Dallas does hold the season break, the season tie with them. Let's see. Yeah, that's what should happen. Dang, dude, that's crazy. 
All right. So that puts Warriors down at the four seed. That gives Dallas the three seed. There we go. See, there's the updated standings. And look, Golden State is only two games ahead of Denver. They're only two and a half games up on Utah. They're only. I'm just. What, five, they're five and a half games outside of the play in game here. I'm just praying Utah doesn't fall into the play in. That's just what I'm hoping for not to happen. Hear me out. What if the Warriors fall into the play in? It's very unlikely. It really is. But here's their remaining schedule. So they play the Jazz next, is their next game on Saturday. But the Jazz are going to be on a. Wait. Man, that's actually quite a bit of time off. They get two days. Oh, it's just two days, Thursday, Friday. So they, their next game is going to be against the Jazz on Saturday. Yep. And then they play the Kings on Sunday on a back-to-back. But the Kings are also the Kings, and who knows who's actually going to be playing there. Then they get a break. They play the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they play the Spurs, who are trying to make the play in themselves. And the Pelicans as and well. And the Pelicans, who are also just trying to improve it. Um, the Pelicans are going to be in the 9-10 game. Um, they're not going to catch up to the Clippers. But they want to be the ninth seed, obviously, so they can at least host that first game. Yeah. I think it's highly unlikely they fall into the play-in, but I think it's likely they may fall to the five or the six seed. I think it's more like hmm, I think it's more likely that they fall into the play-in than the uh, than the Lakers do of actually making the playoffs at all. That's not surprising. <laughs> I mean, the play-in, dude. I don't even know. I think it. Oh yeah, hundred percent the play-in. Don't get me wrong. LeBron's always dangerous, and in a play-in situation, you could basically expect Game Seven, LeBron. Yeah, but are we, though, with his age and how much he's been hurt? I'm not going to put it. Until I see him in a Game 7 situation not show up as Game 7 LeBron, I'm not going to count him out. But, again, That's we're true. not even sure yeah. if he's going to get there. Yeah, dude, because he's going to have to. Thomas Sadoransky. Sorry, I just saw a stat line. Zero points, 10 rebounds, 13 assists. <laughs> Double-double with no points? Double-double with no points. Assistant rebounds only. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, that's actually kind of funny. That's insane, actually, if you think about it. But, yeah. But yeah, dude, this NBA season's coming down pretty quickly. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of big things that can still happen within this last week. The only two seats in the West that are set are the Suns and the Grizzlies. No one's moving them out of one and two, which means whoever wins the play-in is either going to play the number one seed, which is the eight seed. We're looking at either at this point the winner of the nine and ten would be the Pelicans and the Lakers. Lakers are back in the play-in. And the seven and eight are the T Wolves and Clippers. Let's say the T Wolves and Clippers play. Let's just assume one of those team wins. Pelicans and Lakers winner would be whoever that is. They get a play. Hello, you get the Suns the first round. And then the winner of the seven eight, you get the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, dude. And the the Lakers though. So here's the Lakers schedule. So they play Utah tomorrow at eight o'clock. Should lose to the Jazz. They should, but you know what? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see who decides to show up. Uh, Pelicans and Lakers. Pelicans are kind of fight- fighting with the Lakers right now. Pelicans yeah. have to try and they have to keep winning. The Pelicans are two or a game and a half up on the Lakers. So this is kind of interesting. The only team that the Lakers are playing that don't really are, aren't really fighting for anything are the Thunder. The rest of the games are like in order. Go Jazz, Pelicans, Nuggets, Suns, which if the Suns win again, they're really probably not even going to start any of their starters, and they'll still find a way to lose. And, and those and the Sun, and the Lakers will still probably find a way to lose by probably, but then they play the Warriors and then the Thunder, which who cares? <laughs> and and then, then the Nuggets again. Nuggets again. Oh man, 
I'm, I'm excited to see this last week, man. So much is going to happen. I'm excited to see where each team finishes because that just means playoff times are coming. And you already know we're going to oh. the games. Oh, yeah. We're going to go especially if it's the Nuggets. Especially if it's Donovan's last series here in Utah. It is not <laughs> going to be his last season here. You're trying to make me cry? Oh, 100%. 100%. You're, you're getting there, man, and I don't like that. Oh, my gosh, dude. No, but it's going to be so much fun, dude. Like, I can't. Okay, so. Okay, so let's, like, put some of these teams together. So, say the standings happen, like, as they are right now. Let's let's say. Give me the Clippers as a seven seed. I think whoever the seven seed is, I'm assuming it's going to be the T-Wolves. I think the Clippers beat the T-Wolves. They get the Grizzlies in round one, which for me is potential upset alert for the Grizzlies. Because I know how hot they so? looked in the regular season, but you just saw what Paul George just did to the Jazz. Yeah, what Paul George to the ja- did to the Jazz, or what the Jazz did to themselves, whatever. The point is, <laughs> Paul George changes that Clippers team. True, but the way Memphis is playing, don't worry, I'm not going to make predictions with, on upsets right now. With Jaw, if Jaw's back, which he should be, dude, I, that Memphis team looks scary. Yeah, I, I I think Clippers are going to finish as a seven seed, and then the T Wolves I think are going to be the eight seed, and they get the Suns in the first round as a reward. Yeah, I'm going to put the Jazz at the four seed, Nuggets at the five seed, give me the Warriors at the six, and then the Mavs stay at the three. Mavericks in the uh... give me the Mavs and the Warriors in the first round, Nuggets and the Jazz in the first round, mainly because I would love to see. So who do you think wins out of the Warriors and the Mavs? We'll make those predictions as it gets, as each team gets a little bit healthier because we still have a whole other week of games before that we even get that close. Yeah. Because, you know, again, it, unfortunately injuries happen, so we're not entirely sure what teams are going to be looking like going into the playoffs. Yeah. But, yeah, that that's how I think the playoff seedings in the West are going to go anyways. In the East, I'm still excited to see who finishes at the top. Honestly, I, 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 I have been let down by the Chicago Bulls. I originally had them as my number one seed in the East. But they have been playing so poorly against the top teams in each conference. Oh, yeah. I think they're like, I won't be surprised if the Heat finishes the number one seed. The Bucks at the two doesn't um, doesn't surprise me either. 76ers at the three seed. I think the standings might. I, I still think one through four are going to get it. Mainly because the Celtics have been on another one. since. Dude, the Celtics look good. They lost tonight, though. Yeah, they lost tonight, and they're they're actually technically on a two game losing streak. But the last game they played was without like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and you know they did lose Robert Williams a third though. He had a torn meniscus. Yeah, and that's a huge loss for them. He's a presence in the paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but dude, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are so, they look so good right now. Full disclosure though, I do think the Celtics are playing a little bit of chess here. Um, everyone else is playing checkers because they were the one seed for a day or two. Mm-hmm. I purposely think they're avoiding that because they don't want to see no. They don't want to see the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. I think whoever gets the one seed bounces first. Especially now that Kyrie can play in all games. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I a thousand percent. You know what? Give me the Heat at the one. I I think the Heat stay at the one. Because think about this: there's no way the Nets lose in the uh, play-in. There's no way they lose both games. Mm. They. I don't even think they lose any. I think they. So. Yeah, I think the Nets become, well. So what if the Nets become the seventh seed? 
You don't want that one or two spot right now. Right. In the you, East. you don't know. You really don't. I, I would say the two spot is more dangerous, assuming the Nets don't lose their first play-in game. That, well, that's what I'm saying. You don't want one or two right now. Then again, just in case because you don't know it. Because the other thing is, too, they're only they're the eighth seed right now. They're only half a game up on the ninth seed. Yeah. The Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Freak them, too. Can I just say, <laughs> here's your reward. If, you, if you're the one or two seed in the East, here's your potential rewards. Right now, as it stands to play in, is the Cavs. Surprise team. Darius Garland has been a stud. Mm-hmm. You got Evan Mobley, who's been fantastic as well. You, you got a solid team all around. That's not a terrible team. You got Karis LeVert coming off the bench for crying out loud, too, as well. So that's a potential win. How about the Brooklyn Nets? Kevin Durant, Kyrie <laughs> Irving, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond. I mean, potentially Ben Simmons. Potentially Who knows when Ben that guy Simmons. Is back? If, if you're the if you're the two seed or if you're the one seed, your potential other ones may include the Charlotte Hornets, Lamelo Balls. He's been very fantastic. You got Miles Bridges, who is no slouch himself. Terry Roger, um, Isaiah Thomas. You know, solid roster. Or hear me out. You also have a chance of getting. Ice Trey, who made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, you know he may they may have not been so hot in the regular season, but we've seen what Trey Young can do in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. he almost essentially single handedly took down the Sixers himself. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, he tore the city of New York apart. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think happens uh, if Ben Simmons? Do you think Ben Simmons will be back before the playoffs even start? I honestly don't know. I haven't really read up on what his injury I status looks like. It's not, he's not even really injury. He does have like back stiffness or something, mm-hmm. but it's mostly concerning his mental health. You mean his feelings? <laughs> whether he his wants feelings, whether he know, whether he's gonna get made fun of or not. I want to see him. Ooh, I would love to see him in the Nets in a playoff series, or not him in the Nets, him in the Sixers in a playoff series against that, each that would other. Just, that'd be sick. Every time, I'm telling you right now, as soon as he comes back, every time that man touches the ball or even is on the court, that whole crowd is going to lose their Shout voice. Shout him with praise. Because of how much they're going to boo this man. It, oh, my gosh. It's going to be, the, it's gonna be a Nets, glorious thing. Imagine a net sixer first round. Because <laughs> the Sixers are still in play for the two seed. Yeah, I, I know, dude. I'm so... Here's, here's what I think is going to happen. You know what? Now that I think about it, I want that to happen. I I'm going to speak it into existence. Sixers, give me the Sixers at yeah, the two. Yeah, dude, please. Give me the They're Bucks like... at the three, Celtics at the four, Heat at the one. Oh, that'd be so good. Here, here's what I think is going to happen to the play-in. I think Brooklyn wins the first game between Cleveland and the Nets. Yeah, I, I, I would be so shocked if the Nets didn't win that first game. In the and um, Sixers, good luck playing with that. Would you, oh my goodness, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, potentially Ben Simmons in a first round playoff. <laughs> I know, dude. That's insane. Yeah. Holy crap. Well, as long as Ben Simmons can get over himself. Oh, that Draymond travel again. That poor man. Yeah. Just kidding. That, no. Really but care. in the second part of the play-in, hear me out. I think the Cavs lose the first game, they host the second game, and lose to the Hawks. I think Ice Trey goes all Ice Trey on them, and I think they take the eight seed. Oh, I, I would not be shocked by that. So, okay, so I do I do want to know this. This is kind of going back and forth a little bit. What do you think is the Lakers' problem? Age, coaching, because... Pride in in the in the sense that no one wants to take accountability. I'm not going to say just Russell Westbrook because he hasn't been terrible. He really hasn't. No, he, he just publicly does not claim. Anything. He does not publicly claim anything. No, um, actually, publicly lack of chemistry. I mean, injuries obviously have not helped with Anthony Davis being out. 
and because the reason why I ask is because here's the thing: LeBron is still low key looking like a really good LeBron. Oh, hundred percent. He's still a top five player in the league. Like averaging almost thirty points a game. Yeah, I think he leads the league right now in points scored. I think he actually they're saying he needs like two or three more games and he can clinch the like the scoring title. The scoring title. Um. So the problem is obviously not LeBron. Can you well, imagine him if it's not back? his point scoring? Because his defense is if, atrocious. If, if he isn't getting calls, he does kind of just not try. That, that's the problem. He doesn't try on defense. The rest of the team doesn't try on defense. Well, he is the some, face and leader of that he team. Sometimes, here's the thing. He does try if he's getting his way. He's low-key kind of like, like a teenager. Like, if he gets his way, he's happy. If not, he's just going to be in a bad mood. Exactly. Like, it's kind of... I don't want to say pathetic, but like no, it's pathetic. But like at the same time, it's like, come on, dude! Like half the time, if you just kept trying, you be could a leader, get, get show back your and, team to keep playing on defense. You got a lot of young people on your team, like, and you got a lot of old people. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of old people on that team. But like, oh my gosh, dude! I just can't because if LeBron has to score like 30, 40, 50 points for them to win a game, even with Anthony Davis back, they weren't or. They not back, but before he got hurt, they really weren't winning. No, they were struggling still. Yeah, like so, and Westbrook too. Like with all three of them, it's not like it was great. Like Houston literally came out and said their attack plan to beat the Lakers was to go after uh, Carmelo. Carmelo Anthony. That dude needs to retire. He should have retired a long time ago. I mean, he can still score. Yeah, but if you become a liability like that, we're the worst team, really. Can just attack you, and you're gonna cause the whole team to lose. That's pretty bad. Yeah, that, I mean you're not wrong because <laughs> um, they were. I think at the time they were like the worst team when that happened, and they lost in overtime to the Rockets. Yeah, and the Rockets literally came out and said, "Our plan was to attack Anthony Davis because Anthony or not Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony. because his defense is awful." Like. You're not wrong. That just, dude, that's so bad. <laughs> that is so bad. You cannot if you if you have one guy that can make you lose to literally at the time the worst team in the NBA. That's a huge liability. Yep, one hundred percent. Like, oh my gosh, I I remember just watching that, and then I, and then it showed like replays. They literally would just pass it to the dude who is uh, who Anthony, Carmelo, yep. yeah, and he would just drain it. Like he would find a way to score every time, whether it was like an open shot or like they drove in. They found a way to score against him. That is such a big liability. Mm-hmm. That dude is great on offense, but if you're that, I mean, he's not even great on offense. He's like average. If you can give up that many points on defense, you don't deserve to play. That that's just my thought. Like you are literally going to make who is supposed to be with the, with those kind of guys. It is strange, mm-hmm. but with that with those many players, almost all of them like MVP players. Yep. You should not be. I can understand having maybe bad chemistry, but you should not be this bad. So lack of effort, lack of accountability, and in general, just a lack of caring. Yeah. So. Also, I was kind of curious. Do you think the Suns win their first round, or do you think they get bounced? The Suns. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent, they're going to win the first round. You think? Best case scenario, dude, they're going to get. Well, worst case scenario, they get either the T Wolves, the Clippers. The Pelicans, and at this rate, probably the San Antonio Spurs. 
That's who they're. Picking. I guess if they got like the Spurs or the Pelicans, mm-hmm. yeah, and the it, Pelicans. Even if it's the Clippers, I they just look too much of a buzzsaw right now. I guess that's true. I just I don't know. I just see a lot of. I have seen a lot of people thinking that the Suns are going to go all the way this year. I'm not sure about all I, the way. I don't think they will. I I can see them passing the first round. To be honest, and maybe you hate me for this. <laughs> If it's not the Suns coming out of the West, I don't think it's the Jazz. Right? I now. don't think it's the Jazz. I don't. Think I, it's as the much Nuggets. as I will cheer and pray and hope and meditate and do voodoo crap to get that to happen, I don't think that if they play how they played last night and keep turning the ball over, it's not going to happen. I'm telling you, I think the team that comes out of the West, if it's not the Suns, it's the Mavericks. Luka Doncic. Yes, I know you have a hate relationship with no, that no, man no, no, because no. of the, the fouls. I wasn't even going to say that. I was going to say he has just been on another one. Oh, if it's not the Suns, I think it's kind of open to everybody. That, that's what I'm saying. It has to be the Suns. The East is a lot more, for lack of a better word, mucky between the Bucks, Sixers, I those two specifically, and the Nets. I know the Mavericks are kind of on a tear right now, but I'm just – dude, the Grizzlies just look so good right now. Mm-hmm. Like, John Morant, I don't think he deserves MVP. Luke – or not Luke – Jokic, I think, is going to win that again this year. Bless that man's soul. Um, but with the jaw back, with the Grizzlies, they I think they can be anybody. I think there's a chance they, depending on who they get in the first round, again, if they get like the T-Wolves, I think they win. If they get the Clippers, though, I'm just saying potential upset alert. I look at the Memphis Grizzlies the same way that I look at the Denver Nuggets when they were the two seed like three years ago. Mm-hmm. They took on the San Antonio Spurs in the first round back when they still had L.A. and DeMar DeRozan. They won, they won in seven. It took them seven games to beat the Spurs. And then they lost in the second round in seven games to the Blazers. I could see something similar where the Grizz win in seven games, say they get the Clippers, win in seven games. If it's the T-Wolves, I think it's less than that. But I think they win in seven games against the Clippers in the first round. And then in the second round, maybe they face like a Denver or even a Utah Jazz. Maybe, be, maybe, maybe even the Warriors rematch. would step back. I, I could see the Warriors stepping back. That's, no, I'm saying just because if the Warriors the, get Steph back in the second round, I'm, I could see them losing there. I could see the Warriors kind of falling a couple of spots just because the Mavericks don't have that tough of a schedule, from what I remember. Nuggets don't really have too crazy of a schedule. And Utah, let's, I don't I should know this. But Utah, oh, they have, um, just t- take your time. Take your time. The toughest team if the Suns, this is if the Suns win like their next game and don't really have to try anymore, and kind of just don't care if they win or lose and don't start starters. The hardest team that the that the Jazz I think will play is Memphis. Well, no, the they've already the clinched the two seed too, and there's they, there's no way they can go up. But could they still fall? No, not really. They're stuck in the two seed. They mm, are. That's true. Mm, so right I, now they're five and a half, or no, they are six games up on the three seed, and I think they both have six games left. And they, I think they basically hold yeah. the tiebreaker with most teams this year. So yeah, so yeah, so I guess the Jazz should <laughs> they should have won their last couple. It's games, fine. But it's it's okay. fine. Just breathe in. It's okay. They're hurt. Breathe in. They're hurt. I have to keep reminding in. myself they're hurt. But if the the Jazz should, I think move up, and I think the Warriors have a very good potential of falling. I could see the Warriors falling all the way to the six. The Jazz moving up to the four at the most. So who do the Warriors play? So they play the Jazz Saturday, right? In the Kings, Lakers again. Because here's the thing. The Lakers might 
fight them pretty hard if they're fighting for that spot. Yeah, so here's here's the but, Warriors' remaining schedule. They get Utah. They get a back-to-back with Sacktown. Mm-hmm. Then they get the Lakers, who the Lakers did beat them that one time. I think it just dep- <laughs> depends if the Warriors catch them on a good night or a bad night. And then, then they also play San Antonio and the Pelicans. Yeah, because it's gonna be inter- it's gonna be what this next week and a half is gonna be so crazy with oh, those it's standings. Be amazing. But no, I don't really think we got really much to. I just said right there, the Grizzlies have won eighteen and two without 18 out of twenty games. They've won eighteen out of twenty without Jaw. Now you put Jaw in there. Oh my gosh, dude! That I mean. Props to Taylor Jenkins, the head coach, for developing his players he, the way he has. Look at Coach Pop. Not getting any, not dude. getting any younger. <laughs> no, Dylan Brooks. <sighs> I want to see Donovan go up against that man again. Yeah. yeah that, oh, that was so beautiful. That was so beautiful. Cause he that first game, talking all this smack like. Oh yeah, no one can guard me. Dylan Brooks saying all this like I'm the best. Like, <laughs> well, and then Donovan comes did. back to the next game. Oh, man handles him. Oh my gosh! Sent him to the bench with like three minutes into the game. Yeah, with two fouls. Yeah, yep. And, and oh. the Dylan Brooks joke started. Oh my! But hey, let's not yeah, get too Dylan, much out of the Dylan, tangent here. Oh yeah, Dylan Brooks is. Uh, he's your best friend. He's we know. gonna. He's he's gonna be sending Donovan some uh, Father's Day gift cards or you know. Here in a minute. We know how much you love that man. That that was just such an exciting thing because Donovan wanted to play that first game. The the co- the medical staff told him not to. Comes back and they win four straight, and then they won two against the Clippers and then lost <laughs> four straight. Oof, Spurs missed an easy layup there. The nerves, man. The nerves. The nerves got him. Yeah, he's gonna live with that one for a minute, but. Hey, guys, we have gone through so much today and expect a lot more next week, especially with the NBA, NBA the standings just being a lot the, more clear. The Final Four playing this weekend. A Final Four and the championship as well. And just in general, just a, just an exciting time for sports still. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll get you back. Also, just a quick shout-out to the United States men's team for qualifying uh, yeah. for the World Cup after missing the World Cup in 2018. Yep. Um, also, shout out to Mexico. You guys did it again because, you know, <laughs> Viva Mexico. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, the U- even the U.S. men's team could not have screwed up tonight. All they had to do was not lose by more than five goals. And guess what? They only lost by two, and they clinched the World Cup for yeah. 2022, which means they're guaranteed to be in the next two World Cups Yeah. because the 2026 one is in the U.S., and the hosts are guaranteed a spot. So they're not missing twenty six. Yep, they're not missing twenty twenty six. Let's go. Don't even have to try next. Don't year. even have to try. What's the point? Oh man. But anyways, that's, guys, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's I love absolutely anyways, love it. But no, yeah, I mean that's all we got to talk about today. But next week there will be so much more, and I'm so excited for it. But. Super excited, guys. Appreciate having you along. Again, feel free to recommend anything for us to be able to talk about. We are still working on our UFC knowledge. We will get there in a sec, though. We there's, are getting there just, soon. There's just so there's much so going on right now. There's so many fighters right now. Yeah, maybe after March Madness, we can look a little bit more into it. Because by then, hopefully the offseason will slow down with the NFL. Don't look at the TV. It's going to make you hurt. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. The Jazz are like two games away from the play-in. Like the play-in. It's fine. It's fine. I'm going to be okay. They're not going to stay there. They're going to climb. I just have to keep praying internally, manifesting 
I don't know, look up some weird like rituals to try and keep them up and keep them going. I love it. You but, might have to do like a well, – well, we'll see what you do. But again, guys, appreciate having you along. Love having you listening to these podcasts. Recommend it to anyone you know that loves sports. Yeah. Get, it, get our name out there. We Heck, maybe have an opportunity to come on the podcast with us as well. I mean, love having you not along. to brag, but we have kind of called out a bunch of stuff that has happened. Just saying. So, I mean, I'm not saying we have the magic touch or anything, but – we don't. Um. <laughs> hey, hey, it's called manifestation. It's called manifestation, guys. Anyways, appreciate having you guys along. We will talk to you next time. Until then, peace out. Peace out.